So, hey guys, hope you are doing great. This is Abhim Namni and welcome to my podcast. I talk about finance and self-help books. So, today we will be reading about the chapter 8 of the, the richest man in the Bible. The camel trader of Babylon. The hungrier one becomes, the clearer one's mind was. And also the more sensitive ones become to the odors of food. Tarakat, the son of Azur, certainly thought so. For two whole days he had tasted no foods, except two small figs, purloined from over the walls of a garden. Not another could he grab before the angry woman rushed forth and chased him down the streets. Her shrill cries were still ringing in her ears as he walked to the marketplace. They helped him to retrain his restless fingers from snatching the tempting fruits from the baskets of the market woman. Never before had he realized how much food was brought to the market of Babylon and how good it smelled. Leaving the market, he walked across to the inn, paced back and frothed in the in front of the eating houses. Perhaps here he might meet someone he knew, someone from whom he could borrow a copper that would give him a smile from the unfriendly keeper of the inn with a liberal helping. Without the copper, he knew too, all too well how unwelcome he would be. In his abstractions, he unexpectedly found himself face to face with his one man he wished most of all, the tall pony figure of Dabasil, the camel trader. One of all the friends and others whom he had borrowed small sums, the Basir made him feel the most uncomfortable because of his failure to keep his promise to repay Promonte. The Basir's face lighted up at the sight of him. Ha! This target, just the one I had been seeking that he might repay the two pieces of copper which I lent him a moon ago and also the pieces of silver which I lent him before that. We are all when I can make good use of the coins this very day. What say, boy? What say? Tarkat started and his face flushed. He had not in his empty stomach to nerve him to argue with the outspoken Dabasi. I'm sorry, very sorry, he mumbled weakly. But this day I have neither the copper nor the silver with which I could repay. Then get it, Dabasi insisted. Surely thou can get hold a few coppers and a nice of silver to repay the generosity of an old friendly of the fa- father who added the winds thou was in needs. This because ill fortune does pursue me that I cannot pay. Ill fortune, which blame the God for thine own weakness. Three fortune, uh, all fortune pursue every man who think more of the borrowing than of repaying. Come with me, boy, while I eat. I'm hungry and I would tell thee a tale. Tarket flinched from the brutal frankness of the Basir, but here at least was an invitation to enter the coveted doorway of the eating house. Dabasir pushed him to a far corner of the room where they seated themselves upon the small rocks. When Koskor, the proprietor, appeared smilingly, Dabasir addressed him with his usual freedom. Fat lizard of the desert, bring me a leg of goat, brown with much juice and bread and all the vegetables, for I am hungry and mud want much food. Do not forget my friend here. Bring him a jug of water. Have it cool for the day is hot. Tarkat's heart sink. Must he sit here and drink water while he watched? This man delivered an entire life. He said nothing. He 
He thought of nothing he could say. Rabasir, however, knew no such things as silence, smiling and waving his hand good-naturedly to the other customers, all of whom knew him. He continued, I did hear from a traveler just returned from Ulfa of a certain rich man who has a piece of stone skull so thin that one can look through it. He put it in the window of his house to keep out the rains. It is yellow. So this traveler just read it and he was permitted to look through it. And all the outsiders would look strange and not really, not like it really. What say you do? What say you do that? Tarket thinks all the world could look to a man different color from what it is. I dare say, responded the youth, much more interested in the fat leg of what place from before Dabasir. Well, I know it to be true, for I myself have seen the world all of the different color from what it really is, and the tale I am about to tell relates how I came to see the right color once more. Dabasir will t tell a tale, whispered a neighboring dinner to his neighbor, and dragged his rock close. Other diners brought their food and crowded in a semicircle. They crunched noisily in the ears of Tarket and brushed him with the meaty bones. He alone was without food. Dabasir did not offer to share with him or even motion with to a small corner of the hard bread that was broken off and fallen from the platter to the floor. The tale that I am about to tell began Dabasir, pausing to bite a goodly chunk from the gold leg, relates to my life, relates to my early life, and I came to be a camel trader. Did anyone know that I once was a slave in Syria? A murmur of surprise ran through the audience to which Dabasir listened with satisfaction. When I was a young man, continued Dabasir after another vicious onslaught of the god leg, I learned the trade of my father, the making of saddles. I walked with him in a shop and took to myself a wife. Being young and not greatly skilled, I could earn but little, just enough to support my excellent wife in the modest day. I craft good things, which I could not afford. Soon I found out that the shopkeepers would trust me to pay later, even though I could not pay at the time. Being young and without experience, I did not know that he who spends more than he earns his sowing the winds of needless self-indulgence from which he is sure to reap and whirling of trouble and humiliation. So I indulged my whims for fine women and bought luxuries for my good life, good wife, and our home beyond our names, beyond our means. I paid as I could and for and our home I paid as I could and for all we all went well. But in time I discovered I could not use my earnings both to live upon and to pay my debts. Creditors began to pursue me to pay for my extravagant purchase and my life became miserable. I borrowed from my friends, but could not repay them either. Things went from bad to worse. My wife returned to her father and I decided to leave Babylon and seek another city where a young men might have better chances. For two years, I had a restless and unsuccessful life working for caravan traders. From this, I fell with a set of likable robbers who scoured the desert for unarmed caravans. Such deeds were unworthy of the sons of my father, but I was seeing the woods through a colored stone and did not realize to what degradation I had fallen. We made with success on our first trip, capturing a rich haul of gold and steel, silks and valuable merchandise. This loot we took out to Gainer and Skonder. The second time we were not so fortunate just after we had made our capture. We were attacked by the spearsmen of a native chief to whom the caravans paid for protections. Our two leaders were killed. 
and the rest of us taken to the Damascus where we were stripped of our clothing and sold as slaves. I was purchased for two pieces of silver by a Syrian desert chief. With my hair sewn by the lion cloth to wear, I was not so different from the other slave. Being a reckless youth, I thought it merely an adventure until my master took me before his four wives and told them that they hate me for eunuch. Then indeed did I realize the hopeless of my situation. These men of desert were fierce and warlike. I was subject to their will without weapons of means of escape. Fearful I stood as those four women looked me over. I wondered if I could expect pity from them. Sira, the first wife, was older than the others. His face was impassive as he looked upon me. I turned from her with little consolation. The next was a contemptuous beauty who gazed at me indifferently as I had been a worm of the earth. The two younger ones tittered as it were all an exciting job. It seems an age that I stood waiting sentence, each woman appeared willing of the others to decide. Finally, Sira spoke up in cold words. Oh, eunuchs, we have plenty, but of camel traders. We have few and they are worthless lot. Even this day, I could visit my brother who is sick with the fever and there is no slave. I could trust to lead my camels. Ask this slave if he can lead a camel. My master thereupon questioned me. What know you of camels? Straving to conceal my eagerness, I replied, I can make them kneel, I can load them, I can lead them on long trips without tiring. If need be, I can repair their trappings. The slave speaks forward enough, observed by mother, observed by master. If those so desire Sira, take this man for the camel tender. tender. So, I was turned over to Sira, and that day I led her camel upon a long journey to her sick mother. I took the occasion to thank her for her intercession and also to tell her that I was not a slave by birth, but the son of free men and honorable saddle maker of Babylon. I also told her much of my story. Her comments were disconcerting to me, and I pondered much afterwards on what she said. How can you call yourself a free man when your weakness has brought to you this? If a man has in himself the soul of slave, will he be not become will he not become one no matter what his birth, even as water seeks its level? If a man has in, has within him the soul of a free man, will he not become respected and honor his own city in spite of his much misfortune? For over years I was a slave and I lived with the slaves, but I could not become as one of them. One day Sira asked me in the e evening time. When the other slaves were mingled and enjoyed the society of each other, why those those sit in the tent alone? To which I responded, I'm pondering what you have said to me. I wondered if I have the soul of slave, I cannot join them, so I must see the path. I too, I too must see the path, she confessed. My dory was last and my lord married me because of it. Yet she does not desire me. What every woman long for is to be desired. Because of this, because I am barren and have neither son nor daughter, must I see the part. Well, I am a man, I could rather die than to be such a slaves. But the convention of our tribes makes slaves of women. What think thou of me by this time? I asked her suddenly, have I soul of a man or have I soul of a slave? Have you desired to repay the just debts you own in Babylon? She parried. Yes, 
I have the desire but I see no way. If thou contently let the years slip by and make no effort to repay, then thou last hast but the contemptible soul of a slave. No man is otherwise who cannot respect himself, and no man can respect himself who does not repay honest debts. But what can I do who am a slave in Syria? Stay a slave in Syria, thou weakling. I am not a weakling, I deny it wholly. Then prove it. How? Does not the great king fight his enemy in every way he can and with every force he have? Thy deeps are thy enemies. They run thee of Babylon. You left them alone and they grew too strong for thee. Heads fought them as a man. Thou could have conquered them and been one honored among the townspeople. But thou have not the soul to fight them and behold their pride has gone down until thou art as a slave in Syria. Much I do overheard unkind accusation and many defensive phrases. I wanted to prove myself not a slave at heart, but I was not to have the chance to use them. Three days later, the maid of Sarah took me to her mistress. My mother is again very sick, she said. Saddle the two best camel in my husband's heart, tie on water skins, and saddle bags for a long journey. The maid rode the rear camel, which followed, and I led the camel of my mistress. When we reached her mother's house, it was just dark. Sarah dismissed the maid and said to me, Dabasir, hast thou the soul of a free man or the soul of a slave? The soul of a free man, I insisted. Now is the chance to prove it. Thy master had imbibed deeply and his chief are in stupor. Take them, then this camel and make the escape. Here in this bag is raiment of thy masters to disguise thee. I will say thou stole the camels and ran away while I visited my sick mother. Sick mother. Thou hast the soul of a queen, I told her. Much do I wish that I might lead thee to happiness. Happiness, she responded. Awaits not the runaway wife, who seeks it in far lands and among the strange people. Go thy own way and make the gods of the desert protect thee, for the way is far and barren of food or water. I needed no further arguing, but thanked her warmly and was away with into the night. I knew not this strange country and had only a dim idea of direction in which lay Babylon, but struck out bravely across the desert towards the hill. One camel I rode and the other I led. All that night I travelled and all the next day, arched on by the knowledge of the terrible fate and was meted out to slaves, who stole their master's property and tried to escape. Late that afternoon I reached a rough country as uninhabitable as the desert. The surf's rocks bruised the feet of my faithful camels and soon they were picked. They way slowly and painfully along. I made neither man nor beast and nor could well understand why they sent this inhospitability land. It was such a journey from them on as few men live to tell of. Day after day we plowed along. Food and water gave out. The heat of the sun was merciless at the end of the ninth day. I slid from the back of my mount with feelings that I was too weak ever to remount and I would surely die. Lost in this abundant country, I stretched out upon the ground and slept, not walking, until the first gleam of the daylight. I sat up and looked about me. There was a coolness in the morning air. My camel lay dejected not far away. About me was a vast 
waste of broken country covered with rocks and sand and horn and tawny things no sign of water not to eat for men or camel could it be that it could it be that in the peaceful quiet i faced my end my mind was clear that i had ever been before my body now seems of little importance my parts and bleeding lips my dry and swollen tongues my empty stomach all had their supreme agonies of the day before i looked across into the uninviting distance and once again came to meet the question have i the soul of a slave or the soul of a free man then with clearness i realized that if i had the soul of a slave i should give up lie down in the desert and die a fitting and of a runaway slaves but if i had the soul of a free man what then surely i would force my way back to babylon repay the people who had trusted me bring happiness to my wives who had truly loved me and bring peace and contentment to my parents the deeps are thin enemies who have run the day out of the babylon sira had said yes it was so why had i refused to stand my ground like a man why i had permitted my wife to go back to her father then a strange thing happened all the world seemed to be of a different color as though i had been looking at it through a color stone which had suddenly been removed at last i saw the true values in life die in the desert not die with a new vision i saw the things that i must do first i would go back to babylon and face every man to whom i owe an unpaid debt i should tell them that after years of wandering and misfortunes i've come back to pay my debts as fast as the god would permit next i should make a home for my wife and become a citizen of whom my parents would be proud now my debts were my enemies but the men i owe were my friends for they had trusted me and believed in me i staggered weakly to my feet what mattered hunger what mattered thirst they were but incident on the roads to babylon within me sat the soul of a free man going back to conquer his enemies and reward his friends i trailed with the great resolve the glaze eyes of my camel brightened as the new note in my husky voice with great effort after many attempts they gained the feet with pitiful perseverance they pushed on the towards the north where something within me said we would find babylon we found water we passed into more fertile country where were grass and fruits we found the trail to babylon because the soul of a free man looks at life as a series of problems and to be solved and solved them while the souls of a slave binds what can i do who who am but a slave how about the target those the empty stomachs makes their head exceeding clear are ready to take the road that leads has thou the desire to pay the honest steps however many they may be and once again be a man respected in babylon moisture came to me to my eyes of the youth he rose eagerly to his knees thou hast shown me a vision already i feel the soul of a free man surge within me but how fair you upon your return questioned an uninterested listener where the determination is the way can be found dabasi replied i now had a determination so i set out to find a way first i visited every man to whom i was indebted and begged his indulgence until i would earn with which with to repay most of them made me gladly several reviled me but others offered to help me one indeed gave me the very help i needed it was met on the golden day learning that i had been came 
camel tender inside here. He sent me to Dul Nebajur, the camel trader, just commissioned by a good king to purchase many herds of sound camels for a great expedition. With him, my knowledge of camels I put to good use. Gradually, I was able to repay every copper and every silver of pieces. Then at last, I could hold my head and feel that I was an honorable man among men. Again, Dabashir turned to his foot. Koskor, Dawisnev, he called loudly to be heard in the kitchen. The food is cold. Bring me more meat fresh from the roasting. Bring thou also a very large portion for Darket, the son of my old friend, who is hungry and shall eat with me. So ended the tale of Dabashir, the camel trader of old Babylon. He found his own soul when he realized that a great truth, a truth that has been known and used by his wise men long before his time. It has led me men of all our ages out of difficulties and into success, and it will continue to do so for those who have the wisdom to understanding its magic power. It is for many men to use who reads these lines. Where the determination is, the way can be found. So thank you guys for listening to me and you can ask any questions in my gmail.com.